Welcome to the Podcast Connector. I'm Christina Rice, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Kelly Scott and Kelsey Goldstein. We run the Podcast Connector, a service that connects podcast hosts and aligned guests, like a dating service for podcasts. Each week, we'll bring you behind-the-scenes stories and tips about the podcasting world, while also introducing you to some amazing people in health, entrepreneurship, spirituality, and personal development. If you'd like to get booked on podcasts or get connected with aligned guests, head to thepodcastconnector.com. And don't forget to connect with us on Instagram at thepodcastconnector. Let's dive in. Okay, so one time <laughs> I I was in high school and I got face wash in my eyeball and it was like some heavy duty acne face wash and it it gave me a chemical burn in my eye and my eye was like burned so I had to go to the eye doctor and I have a fear of eyes anyone touching my eye like I can't open my eyes underwater I have like all of these issues same girl and 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 so the doctor they had to flush out my eye and like I literally I mean I'm what like 17 and I'm laying on this chair and they're like, we're going to flush out your eye. We're just going to put this water. And I start screaming. I start, I'm like, no, I'm like, I, I was like, I will not. And I tried to get up and my mom like pulls me down and she's like, you have to do this. And I was, I started sobbing. I'm like, I can't do this. I was like, I would rather die. I was like, this is awful. <laughs> I like, I'm such, I had such a fear of this. And then what literally what happened was they got, they brought two more people in. So there was the person, the eye doctor, whatever, who's flushing out my eye, two people holding me down from the side. And then my mom holding me down from the top. And it was like the most traumatizing experience. It hurt so badly. And so they like flushed out my eye and I go home and, you know, I'm traumatized as I've been you know, held down forcefully to get my eye flushed out. And my eye was swollen. It was just like, it was like pink and swollen because it was so burned for probably a month. And so for a month, I like just looked like that. And everybody was like, do you have pink eye? And I'm like, no, I got face wash with my eyeball. And it was, it was a really it was, great story. It was just this whole drama. Oh man. Yeah. I one time had a, a wood chip stuck in my eye at recess and I refused to let the nurse, I don't know, but it was a full ass like wood chip chunk. I'm telling you, I refused to have the nurse put eye drops in. And so I just like sobbed the entire day until eventually it (laughs) streamed out of my eye. Yeah. Oh my God. And there was this one time my friend got stung in the eye and she had to wear an eye patch to school for months because she's allergic to bees. So was it on her like eyelid? Yeah, it wasn't even on her eyeball, obviously. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait. Oh, okay. I had this is gross. There was I had a friend in middle it. school. <laughs> Kelly, Kelly loves it. I had a friend in middle school and she was putting on her we had like half zips or no, we had zip up sweatshirts. She was like putting putting on her it wasn't fully unzipped, so it was halfway zipped. She was putting it on and then also at the same time as she was putting <gasps> on zipping. No, it no, 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 no. <laughs> No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's a dry lid. Um, oh, sick. Okay. Yeah, I have one, I have one more bad one. Oh. <laughs> this one might, might top them all. I had a friend in high school and when she was a baby, she was like sitting on the counter. Like, first of all, don't do that. Um, she was a baby. Um, she was sitting on the counter. Her mom was doing the dishes and the dishwasher was open. And you know how you have silverware pointing up 
while she fell. <gasps> she's a baby on the counter. She fell onto a fork. Oh my god! Into her eye, and she had to get like twenty surgeries, something crazy throughout her childhood. Her eye looks different, but like it barely works now. One eye because oh, the forks god. were facing up. Okay, lesson learned. Silverware down. Silverware also, down. This sounds like. A scene from the movie Saw. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> this On is that awful. note, <laughs> I'm gonna throw up. Okay. <laughs> Shit. I feel so. That's awful. Poor Crazy. thing. She's fine now. She's no. fine. But imagine. Imagine how the mom felt. Does she have memories of it? Like I don't know. I think she was like oh, legitimately like you're one or two years, like that. <laughs> two years old or something. Yeah, like you'd that. for sure suppress that. Oh, yeah. Oh my I'm god. Sure poor thing. That's. Oh. No, <sighs> So anyway, <laughs> we can go, I can go on and on with eye stories. Perfect but. and absolutely <laughs> sensible segue into our episode for the day. Yeah, how, so is, this, how is this perfect? Today's so going to be about fun stories because we want to interview kind of Christina about her podcasting journey and the steps that it took to get where she's at today and kind of the whole process. Yeah. Just like the steps I took in my life to become traumatized by eyeballs. Oh my all God. Together, guys. Oh my God. What a great intro for this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. So, well, yeah, let's hear, let's dive into the wonderful story. Um, okay, so do you have we, a question for me or do you want me to just go? I mean, I think we <laughs> just want to start off by like, I want to hear like the beginning stages first, like, how did you get into it? What made you start it? Because like you started a long time ago before podcasting was even like popular. And I would say there's weren't even that many podcasts out. So you definitely were like ahead of the curve. And I want to know like what inspired you to start it and like how that went in the beginning. Yeah. So it started because I was struggling with my health and you know, I had all my traumatic health issues and I was seeing a lot of doctors and I was not getting the help I wanted. So I was like, screw this. I'm going to do this myself. So I just turned to the internet. Like I was just researching endlessly to try and fix things for myself and figure out like how I could get better. And that led me to podcasts and I had never listened to a podcast before. I had heard the word podcast, but I thought it was something you like paid for. I thought it was something you paid monthly for. And I also thought it was like, Man, what I, I thought it was only sp- about sports or like <laughs> like just like strict education, like listening to lectures. Like I thought it was something old people did. Uh, anyway, so I start. I basically like stumble across podcasts because I'm looking for health information, and as I go to the podcast section of iTunes, I'm like, wow, there's a lot of information out there. So I started listening to some podcasts, and. I just became addicted. I spent like all of my waking hours that I could listening to shows and I was learning so much. I was like getting a better education out of that than going to college at UCLA. I was learning so much and I couldn't believe it was free. I just remember thinking, how the hell is all this free? Like the amount of education. I mean, you can learn so much so quickly too. It was endless. And I, I mean, I was like an addict. I would stay up all night. I would just find excuses to like, I was walking everywhere in LA. I would find excuses to just keep walking so I could keep listening. And I would listen to like, like probably like 15 to 20 episodes of like a day. And these are like long podcasts. Like lying to all your friends about why you can't hang out. (laughs) Well, I didn't really have that many that wanted to. (laughs) There you go. (laughs) Uh, You know, so 
I just became obsessed with them and I was learning a lot, but I felt like there wasn't one that was really catered to me. It felt like everything was really for people who were older than me. And at the time, you know, I'm in college. I'm like, there's so much, so much interesting stuff going on. It's such an interesting phase of life. So much drama, so many late night, interesting talks, so much crazy shit. And I was like, there should be a podcast that talks about this. Like, this is fun. This is interesting. And there's enough for people who are 35. Like, what about me? What about (laughs) 20 year olds? And yeah, I just thought it was such a cool medium. So I asked my friends, I knew I wanted to start one, but I didn't want to start it alone. And I pitched it to one of my, my, one of my best friends at the time, who's my roommate. And she was very like unsure. She was like, it sounds fun, but I just don't know if I'm like ready to put myself out there. And I was like, that's fine. I was like, I'm going to ask our other friend too. And I asked our other friend who was my roommate and she was like, yeah, sure. Why not? Uh, and then we started getting going with it. And then the first girl that I asked, uh, she was like, actually, I think I'll join in on this. So I was like, okay, we're going to start a podcast. And I didn't really know what I was doing. So I found some random blog posts to set it up. I sat down, I talked about this before. I like spent the whole weekend trying to figure out how the hell to set it up and got equipment and went through like three rounds of equipment. I was getting the wrong equipment and spending all this money. And I'm like, geez, this is so hard. Like I thought this was so much easier. And I just started and there, there we go. That, That was it. It was just kind of like us talking about whatever topics we wanted. And it kind of just went from there. That's how it started. Do you feel like it came naturally to you or did you have that quintessential, like you recorded your first few episodes listen back and you're like, this is so awkward. I'm sure it helped that you had other people, but (laughs) I can imagine if I did it alone, I'd be (laughs) very intimidated at first. Yeah. I mean, I think it would be different if I was doing my first episode solo, but there were, you know, there are three of us and that helped the conversation flow. And I feel like I had listened to enough shows that it came relatively naturally to me as a beginner. I mean, I'm sure if I listened to the first episode, I'd think, it's awful. We like, have to, we have to no. air a little snippet. No, we are not. Uh, you know, I'm sure it was awful, but at the time, like it wasn't, it didn't feel hard for me. Um, but I'm sure obviously it's much worse than anything now and I'll just keep improving. But we, I think we only recorded one first that we didn't air. It was like a practice one. And really the problem was more that we were like laughing a lot and we couldn't stop like cracking up. We're like, guys, we need to add some value here. But I think I had listened to so many before that I sort of like had already built up in my head how I want it to go. And I was sort of the ringleader of everything. Right. So I was kind of like leading the conversation. And I think I'm, it's just something I'm, I naturally like to do is I like to ask questions and I'm very curious. And I think I'm naturally good at interviewing. I know how to ask good questions. I think that's part of why I'm good at coaching, you know, cause I, I, I'm good at asking questions that bring brings that bring things up for people. So I don't think it was as difficult maybe, but we definitely got into our flow a few episodes in. Mm-hmm. Now, how long did you have your co-host with you? Jeez, I don't know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, I think we were, God, when did we start it? 20, okay, wait, I started this when I was, was it, was I a junior in college? And then I think they were with me for about two years. 
Oh, that's a long time. I must have jumped in yeah. like a year into that because I remember I, I started listening for a few months and then afterwards it started off with you more of the solos and transitioning into your own thing. Yeah. Well, what happened? So there are three of us and then we started doing interviews and obviously it was hard with scheduling and everything being in college and all having different schedules. And then we were graduating and then someone dropped off. And so then it was just two of us and then that dropped off. And then it was just me because at the, like what happened was I graduated, I finished early So I was just kind of like floating around until floating around until we walked for graduation and I moved away. So I like, I moved to a different area of Santa Monica. So we weren't in the same apartment anymore. Like I was gone and I was much more serious about it for them. It was very much just like they showed up and they were a part of it. But like, I wanted this to be part of my, my brand essentially, because I was blogging and doing all that stuff and coaching and I was more serious about it. And they were not taking it seriously. And I was getting really frustrated that I was honestly getting really frustrated that I was working so hard to try and accommodate people's schedules who didn't really care that much about it. And I was kind of like, honestly, I could do this myself and it'd be easier if I just scheduled myself because it was so hard to accommodate to their schedule and the guest when we were having guests. Yeah. So kind of, I mean, we knew it was going to split off at one point or another. And I was the one who like started it and was kind of controlling it, editing it, doing all the doing all that kind of work for it. And I was the one who wanted to take it somewhere. And so then they dropped off. And at that point, I think the topics had changed a lot. So that's kind of when I rebranded from actually adultish, which was a lot more like, yeah, there was like wellness health, but it was a lot more like shoot the shit girl talk, I think back then. And then it transitioned more in alignment with my brand. Cause I was like, I'm going to make this part of my business now when I switched to wellness realness and then that was very much all of the wellness content. And then this year's changing it to Christina, the channel. So there have been, you know, three iterations and a lot of cover photo changes a lot. (laughs) I do want to ask you about (laughs) rebranding. Of course, Mm -hmm. sometimes it's necessary when your business shifts, but I think this is important for people to know um, how much goes into it. Would you recommend that from the beginning, people set it up as best as they can to not have to? Like how involved of a process was it for you to rebrand? Was it horrible? Was it pretty doable? I just want to get your take on the whole process. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like, obviously it's easier if you don't have to rebrand. You know, I don't think like, I I wish you, I never had to rebrand, but I'm all for the shifting and growth and changing, but I don't think that... I think that if it's possible for you to keep the same brand name forever, that's ideal, which is why when a lot of my clients are choosing podcast names or just naming their, their business or Instagram, all of that, their website, I try and veer them away from things that I think that they're going to want to change because often people, they're like, yeah, this is, I love this. It's so clever. And I'm like, you're not going to want that in five years, (laughs) you know? And it's the, the, in terms of the podcast alone, I think it's different if you're rebranding a podcast versus rebranding Your everything else brand. too, because yeah. if it's just a podcast, it's different. Logistically, all you have to change to rebrand the podcast is you upload new cover art, you change the title, uh, you redirect the RSS feeds, like you, you know, you just do that on the back end. It's not that hard logistically to swap the podcast to do that rebranding at all. 
where it becomes more involved for me is changing over my whole website, redirecting all of the links when you have Instagram accounts associated with it and Instagram accounts aren't, aren't redirecting what people know you as for so long, right? Like my, for example, my blog was called, my Instagram was addicted to lovely. My blog started off as a beauty blog and that's oh what God, I named I it about that. Yeah. Yes. When I was what, like 18, 19, I named it that. Cause it was like a beauty blog and that was my Instagram for a while. And then I finally changed it to Christina Rice wellness and everybody still like knew me as addicted to lovely. And people thought we're like, who's Christina. They're like, that's addicted. So people know you by your brand name. And I think, and then even in searching for the podcast, you know, sometimes people are like, they just still know you as wellness, realness or brands know you that people know that name. And so there's the whole transition over to a new name that can sometimes, there can be some lag time between when people catch up. So, but, but I think the hardest part about a rebrand for me has always been all of the website stuff and all of the redirecting. And I mean, especially this last one was a lot of work. We're still dealing with some little things on that. Mm -hmm. Changing emails. Like whenever, like what, I mean, Kelly knows, like when we were swapping over the emails, it was a nightmare, like getting all of the, we're still working on changing all the documents. Like, you know, when you, if you, and this goes more into not just podcasting, but like changing the brand, all of the different worksheets I've made for program, like things like that, all the stuff in Kajabi and the membership, like there's just so many places where your brand name is that, that, that it's just like a lot of little things to check off the list. And we're still, we're still working with it. Um, so I think ideally, yeah, you stick with the name. You stick with a name and you try and stick with something that has longevity that is specific enough yet also broad enough so that you're not just tied into one, one thing forever. So yeah, I mean, I wish it was just one podcast the whole way through. I think there's also something to that of, of, you know, I think a lot of people when they knew wellness, realness, they're like, oh yeah, that show's been forever. Like I've been listening to that for so long and now they, it's Christina, the channel. And sometimes they're like, they feel like it's a newer show and it's like, no, it's the same damn show, different name, like been doing it for a long ass time. Right. So sometimes people, because it's a new name, they feel like it's a new show when it's not. So there's that whole catch up process for people as well. And especially if people have like heard of you, a lot of people have heard of me, heard of my show. And now people are calling me a different name. So they think they haven't heard of me when they have, if that makes sense. Yeah, I can Mm -hmm. totally see that. And then also your old brand had the word wellness in it. I see this all the time. People still associate you with the nutrition and mm-hmm. all of that. So it's like rebranding can really truly be an identity shift. Oh, it's and if a it's a, if shift. it's just a little pivot, I guess from a marketing standpoint, I would encourage people to think with longevity. If you, if you are picking a name on a whim and it doesn't leave that much room to expand later on, Mm-hmm. I would try to factor that in, but for you, I mean, your content completely, almost completely changed. There's some carryover, but that's kind of unavoidable unavoid- at that point. But I mean, I did not want to like, <laughs> if I could have, I would have kept it. I loved wellness, realness. I love that name, but it was for that reason. It was, that I don't want people coming when I don't really want to talk about, I mean, I still think what I talk about is wellness. I just think of wellness very differently now. And I don't want people coming expecting me to keep talking about food and fitness and gut health. Like, yeah, that was a fun ride, but that's not what I talk about (laughs) anymore. And I don't want to feel trapped into that. And what I liked about Christina, the channel was I, 
I want it to just be like me, like whatever I want to talk about, you know, and Christina, the channel is a pun and some people get it. Some people don't, (laughs) you know, but it's just like, that's it. And if you're a new show, like there's, it's just, if you're a brand new show, I would never recommend. Well, I won't say never. There are certain people, but generally I don't recommend naming your show. Like the Christina show, like certain people can, can do that. But in general, for most people, like you're going to want something that people can search for that they, they can tell exactly what it's about when they, when they search it. But I have enough people who like, I've been doing this long enough that I think people know me more. So mm-hmm. I could get away with that. So I think that's a great <laughs> tip. Um, with the naming thing, what, at what point do you think your show started getting bigger and to a point where it was more about you and it transitioned into that place um, where people were like, you were starting to become popular in iTunes and all of that. And people were starting to find your podcast. How did that come about? Oh man, that's a good, I feel like when I rebranded to wellness realness, like I felt like I was really on a high right then. I felt like, whoa, I'm getting all these cool opportunities. I think so much of it was, you know, just length of time having done it, but also having so many guests that were like big names. I think I had a lot of guests that were big names and I had a lot of really good connections. And that was how I met a lot of people. And honestly, the network was everything. The network was so powerful um, of just the people that I was... I was friends with that I was hanging out with that I was having on my show. Um, and that was where I felt like people really knew me as they would hear about me on other shows. And even to this day, I mean, half my clients are like, yeah, I found you through this show or this show or that show. They were talking about you, you know? And so for me, it was just length of time doing this and making a lot of connections. And I hate the term networking because it makes it sound like it's for business purposes. It was literally just like making friends in in the space of like genuine connections with people and knowing people. And then, you know, being on people's podcasts, having them on my podcast, that was where it was like really gaining traction. I felt like people like knew, knew my show because other people were talking about it. And that's what makes a brand, right? A brand is what people say about you. That's a real brand. Mm -hmm. So that was when I really felt like, people were, were knowing my show. And at that point, you know, I think there's something to longevity, right? Like when I have people who show up consistently, I mean, there are people who listen to my show now who literally have listened every single week since day one for five years, they've been with me. Right. Mm -hmm. Like we have a bond. They know me, right? (laughs) Like we have a bond. They've been, they've been like through my growing up process. They're watching me grow up. You do what I mean? Like from 20, like Right. I was like in the depths of, of hell with my health, you know, being all dramatic, Mm -hmm. but to now it's been a whole process. And I think that's so invaluable is having that audience that's so deeply connected to that, that loyalty, that connection and people who show up consistently every day, there's something to the length of time, but I feel like it wasn't honestly, like, I feel like it takes at least a year of podcasting to, to really like gain that traction. Yeah. Nail it in. And for mm-hmm. me, it was, it was probably around like 200, 200 episodes where I really felt like, okay, here, this is, I'm, I'm, I podcast. Yeah. 
I want to circle back because like you said, network is everything, but I also feel like you don't give yourself enough credit because you've made some pretty bold moves to get those bigger guests on your show. I think you have some pretty entertaining stories, actually. Why don't you share how you went about that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I guess it depends who different people differently. You know, I think like I... Man, I met a lot. It was sort of like having a couple key connections got me other connections, you know. And so at the time I was working for Jordan Younger, who um, I met a lot of people through when I was, you know, helping her in her business and going to a lot of events with a lot of, you know, people in her circle. So I was getting to know them. And I was also like food blogging at the time. And a lot of food bloggers just like connect and there's a whole LA thing. And I was making a lot of friends in LA, just going to different events. And I got my job with Jordan by, I went to an event. She was, had a book signing. I brought my resume and I just like, we were talking a bit. I was telling her about, you know, my health journey. And, and I was just like, I really want to work with you. I will work for you for free. I just want to support you. Here's my resume. I can literally do anything like (laughs) here it is. And she was like, Oh wow. I'll look at it. You know, she was like, I'm not really looking for someone, but like, I'll look it over. And And then the next day she called me and she was like, I think I could make a position for you. Like, she's like, here are all the things I could use help with. She sent me an email and I was like, yeah, done. Let's do it. And that job, like I just learned so much from her and, um, her business. And that taught me a lot. And also in doing that, I was just connected to so many people, um, that that widened my network. And like, I had her on my show and then I had like Lauren and Michael Bostick on my show who I met through Jordan because they were good friends. And so I was getting, and I was just, I would just ask, I would just ask, right. Because I was building connections with these people and I would ask mind pump. I sent an email. I, I just sent an email. I was listening to their podcast and I was like, I need to have them on. I sent just like this really heartfelt email. I found, uh, found the right email, sent it. And they were like, she, they were like, actually the boys are coming to LA, the state, they could fit you in. They're like, they could, they could do a podcast with you at this time, um, on this date. And I was like, okay, I'll make it happen. Right. And so with a lot of these bigger names, like that I've gotten, it's like, I, I'm like, whatever time I will make it work and I will change things. I will drive places. Like there are so many podcasts I've driven hours for, and I'm like, <laughs> it's, it's worth it. I don't care right? Like I will do this. Um, or like when they wanted to have me on their show, I'm like, yeah, I'll drive eight hours. It's fine. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I, I just ask, you know, I ask and I, I feel like one kind of leads to, to another. Uh, yeah. I'm trying to think if there are any other like big, bold, bold moves I've made, but it's really just asking. And I think most people don't ask, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? And I think the authenticity part of it is so key too. Like you said, um, I know you've talked about the mind pump story a little bit on your show, but how you just really put yourself out there and explained how, like what an impact they had on you and how they could benefit your audience. And we talked about this in the, in the episode, all about pitching yourself. But I think a key piece of networking is not just selling yourself, but making those genuine connections. Mm -hmm. Networking can be very misunderstood, like the connotation behind it. Oh yeah. And it's like every single person I meet, like it's, it's genuine and very much an energy of like gratitude that they're coming on my show. Um, I think about, God, now I'm thinking about some of these. I'm like, how did I get these people? Like, (laughs) 
I was thinking yeah. about like Jessica Sapel, who I like got to know really well. And she was on the show multiple times and she was so sweet. And like, she asked me to like, um, like she had, had an event. She wanted me to come and like be the person interviewing her or like, it, it was just like, I got all these opportunities, all these opportunities because I just knew I just needed to get them on my show and build that connection. And like it, the rest would do its work. And I was so clear in any of my pitches for them to request for them to come on my show that it was just so clear that I knew their work, right? I was just sharing details or sharing how to impact me. It was, it was very genuine. And I was sharing things of that. There's no way I was bullshitting what I knew. And then in the interview itself, they could tell I knew their stuff. Like they could tell, oh, wow, this chick's listened to, to my show or read all my books. Like it was just very, very clear because I do my research. And every single time somebody, I have an in-person interview, if somebody comes to my place or I go to theirs or whatever it is, I always would bring a gift. You know, so I would either bake them food or I would, some people I would bring gifts. Like I always had a gift for people to show my gratitude, um, for that. And I know that always left an impression on people of like, you know, like whether it was a, it was a gift or I'm baking a whole spread of cookies and, you know, I I would always leave them with something so that they would, you know, remember. They'll remember you every time they (laughs) eat that chocolate chip cookie. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's just like going that extra mile that really goes, that really goes a long way. And that it was so clear that I really knew their stuff. And I would always say like, Hey, if like anything I can do to support you, like, please let me know. And I think a lot of people could just feel that, that authenticity. And I, I would always go out of my way to like, you know, outside of the podcast, like if a host or one of my guests had a book, I would like spend extra time being like, guys, you got to check out this book. Like I would like advertise their book essentially. Cause I believed in it, you know, and I would just go up beyond simply sharing the podcast episode and support them in other ways that I think really made people see, see that I was genuine. Um, I'm trying to think who else. Yeah. I feel like I've just gotten a lot of guests from like having bold pitches and being like, and making it so clear, I think there's so much with the energy, like, and energetically, I'm not faking it of like how much it impacted me and how this would serve my audience, you know, and like how I really believe in their mission. And I'd be so honored to have them on my show and blah, blah, blah. Like that goes a long way. And whenever you include how that person has impacted you personally, that always makes the host want to come on. For sure. Yeah. Those are killer tips. And I love how you're, you're like this in all aspects of your life that you just like go after whatever you want. And you can tell like from the beginning of your podcast, when you started podcasting before, it was really a big thing. You just went after it. You didn't know how to do it or if you would be like good at it per se, but you just went after it and then obviously have been successful with it. So mm-hmm. that's really admirable. Um, yeah. And I, looking back, you know, I wasn't aware of this at the time, but I was just manifesting this so hard. Like I would always, <laughs> I would just imagine, I would just like visualize like these people, all there are so many people who I looked up to in the health and wellness mm-hmm. space, you know, that I was like, Oh, I would dream. I would love to have them on my show. And like, uh, I had them all on my show. Do you know what I mean? And like, I was like, uh-huh. I would just like, I'd be like, yeah, this is what I'm going to ask them. It was like, I was ready for it. I was like, while I'm listening to their shows, I'm like, okay, this is what I'm going to ask them. Okay. 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 And it was like, it was already going to happen in my head. So I totally manifested it in and, and I look, and I look back and it's like, I mean, now that I think about it, I think of like some of the people I've had on my show. It's like, like we talked about like Jordan and Lauren and Michael Bostic and mind pump and Max Lukavir and Dr. Ruscio and Nicole Kogan and Rachel Mansfield and Krista Williams and Lindsay Simsick. And like, 
it's just, like Jolene Brighton and like I don't know just there's just so many cool people uh and it feels like a whirlwind Jessica Sapel, Melissa Ambrosini Nick Broadhurst you know like it's just like I just asked <laughs> love it um I do have another question too when you are looking back what's one thing you either wish you knew or maybe something you wish you did differently or a piece of advice you'd give someone who's just starting out with their podcast and is just starting in this world. Mm. Good question. I mean, I don't know that I would change anything. Like I really, I really, I think I stumbled across, I mean, obviously I could have done things better, but I really feel like I stumbled into doing things well earlier than most people. Like I understood how to do sponsorships well I think when most people try and go the more traditional route I I got I think what I would have done actually is I would not have had so many huge guests on at the beginning of my show I would have waited I should have waited um Mm. until later and used those connections later on versus right when I started my podcast I think that's that's the big thing I wish was different Mm -hmm. but it happened exactly as as it should have. I think that's a big piece of advice. I think a lot of people, they're like, I'm going to have this big guest on episode three and my show is going to blow up. It's like, no, it's not. You only have three episodes. No one Mm -hmm. cares. Right. That's so true. Using that, that connection at the right time, or even, even if you record that interview, which I mean, it's better. I mean, I look back and I was like such a shitty interviewer when I (laughs) interviewed half these amazing people. I'm like, I should have done that later when I got better, you know? So (laughs) Uh, but I, I think just, even if you record it earlier, even just saving it sometimes for the right time, like, let's say you're really good at interviewing and you you record with them early on your show. Like maybe you just save that for when you have more episodes built up. So there's more, um, when, when that airs, I think that's the main thing. I think like, I just think above it all, the best part about podcasting for me has been the people I've met. Like I've made so many friends, if not like all of my friends one way or another through my podcast, like whether they listen or they've been a guest or I've been a guest and the community of people has been so incredible. And that's something that like, for me is worth it. Like that's worth it to, I mean, it gives you an excuse to reach out to people. You know, it gives you an excuse to, and I've just had so many deep, like transformational conversations, I feel like, and it's changed me. I've learned so much and I've just met the most incredible people. And I feel like so many people, like they have a show and they don't fully take advantage of that. Do you know what I mean? Like, they're Mm -hmm. like, oh, I wish I had this person on. I'm like, have you asked? Like, no. Mm -hmm. It's like, well, do it. Do you know what I mean? Like take advantage of the amazing community. And for me, the main thing about podcasting has been the community that I've built, like the people who listen, my audience, like it's like a family. And that has been the most important thing for me the whole way through. And the thing that I love the most about it, like if it's just me talking and people listen and that's it, like that's not that exciting. Do you know what I mean? That's like, I'm not, not that exciting. Like it is the community around it and the amazing network of people that you can connect with. So put yourself out there. You know, I think that's a, that's a big thing. Um, and keep, keep learning and growing and it's consistency. Everything is consistency. You know, I think, and I think something that really helped me was I was having fun the whole way through. 
because mm-hmm. I was never, I wasn't doing it for money. You know, it didn't really become part of my business. I never really advertised my own services, which I should have done earlier, but I really didn't until like the last year on it. I was doing it the whole time for fun, like for fun to provide value because I was super passionate about it. And I know that's always come through like, you know, to this day, like you guys know, my podcast isn't like my money maker, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but I just love doing it and it has so many other benefits um, and just with the community that you can create and the impact it can have for people. I think that's been, that's been the best part. So those are some of the main things I would, I would say to people. Yeah. I think the best thing about this space is the people, like you said, podcasters are all very passionate and a lot of them are very inspiring. And I just think you can feel that when you're in the community. And that's one of my favorite things about the podcast connector and getting to meet all these amazing guests and hosts and matching them up, matching up amazing people with amazing people and helping them grow their network. It's so cool to see. It really is just a special little corner of the internet where Mm -hmm. you grow some super deep bonds. Yeah. Well, it's like a friendship matchmaker, but the difference with podcasting is like, well, you know, this is different depending on what type of podcast you have, but like over in this bubble, the types of conversations that you have are so deep right? So it's like, let's say I'm having a guest on Sally. Okay. And Sally, I listen to Sally's episodes. She's, she's a pot, she's a host or she's been on other pot. I'm listening and I'm learning all so much about her. Like I basically know her whole life story. Right. I feel like I really know her and she listens to my podcast and she's listening to my episodes. She's like, Holy shit. I know so much about this person. Like we feel like we really know each other. And then we get on a podcast together and we've this is one hour. We know each other and we're like going, we're digging deep. And after that hour, you're like, I've no, I, yeah, we're friends. We're close friends. I know you. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like, it's just such a different depth of conversation. And that has translated over into my whole life. Like I, I remember like my, I call it BC, like before <laughs> my old life, you know, um, the before Christina. Um, so my old life for me, building relationships were, it was such a slow process. It was like so much time to get to know someone. Can I trust them? It was just like this whole drawn out thing for me now. It's like, if I have one hour with somebody, like we're we're in, we're good. Right. And I can tell within five minutes if we're going to jive or not. And if we do spend an hour together, like, okay, cool. Deep friendship. And it's just such a, an expedited, an expedited thing. And if you have a conversation with a podcast host, like off air. I'm not even saying on a podcast. It's just a completely different type of conversation than somebody who doesn't host. Like it's just, you can just tell, you know, like, I, I don't know if either of you can speak to that, but, um, e- even for people who are in my community, if somebody new comes into my life and I'm aware that they've listened to my show for a while, I don't talk to them. Like they're a new person. I talk to them. Like they're one of my friends who I've known forever you know, it's because I feel like they do know me. So it's, <laughs> it just translates into your life very, in, in very cool ways. Yeah. I mean, that's one of the coolest things is that I've been listening to your show for forever years now. And I feel like I already knew a lot <laughs> of what I could possibly know about you when I first started working for you. And I think that is the beauty behind podcasting is you don't have to, but you have the ability to go deep and be vulnerable and put yourself out there in front of a lot of a, pe- a lot of people. And that's, what's so appealing to people. And it's something that we're missing in a lot of other areas of society right now, especially with social media. It's just like, it is, 
such a good vessel for being truly authentic with people and reaching them on a personal level. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not hiding behind a picture, you know, <laughs> or hashtags. I definitely, think, I definitely think that is so true, but Christina has, you, you've done it so well. And especially over the years, you've created this show where you really do draw the best out in people or something they've not been able to talk about before. And so it's like truly cool to see like the craftsmanship you've been able to develop over the years and how it also relays in your personal life. I've obviously had like been lucky enough to spend a lot of time with you off podcasting stuff and you really dig deep with people in your everyday life too and can get to know them on another level that other people just can't. So it's definitely something that's cool to see and something I've been more conscious about since being around you too is just, you know, getting to the the good stuff and people and building those relationships because at the end of the day it's more enriching in your life. Oh, thank you. Well, I'm, I'm, that. I that's interesting for me. I'm glad that's uh helped you with your relationships too. You just gotta get to the good stuff. You do. You gotta get to the juicy out. stuff. So many people have relationships in their lives and like, they don't really even know the, the person, mm-hmm. you know, <clears throat> like there are people who have known me for my whole life who don't really know me. And there are people who listen to my podcast for like a week and they're like, they really know me, you know? Yeah. It's so true. <laughs> so it's a great way to like, just if somebody listens to my podcast, and they want to be my friend. Like, there we go. Right. Mm-hmm. I always said, I was like, if a guy listens to all of my podcast episodes and then he wants to date me, we'll definitely get married. <laughs> 100%. You're laying it all out there for him. I mean, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's been really rewarding. And I think one of the most powerful mediums in a number, a number of ways you can just reach people in a way that you can't anywhere else. And like Kelsey, to your point, you can't, fake an hour show with people, you know, like you can't do an extent (laughs) with a lot of editing, you know, but on some level, there are a lot of people who fake things on other social media platforms and things that are shorter form content. It's easier to sort of put up a front podcasting. People see, see the real you and they can really feel the energy behind how you're speaking and how you show up. Mm -hmm. And it just builds so much trust. And it's, I mean, there have been a lot of people who I was super into their content and then I listened to them on shows and I'm like, "Mm, I don't know that we vibe, you know? So Mm -hmm. I think that's really telling too. It's just a good way to see who you resonate with and who you don't. So I, think podcasting is amazing obviously whether you are a guest host I think everybody should get involved it just it's the new it's it's just the new networking that doesn't feel networky it, it's like deep networking which I like mm-hmm. well said <laughs> yeah well this has been um really fun to hear about your podcasting journey and like dive deeper so thank you so much for sharing all of that and I'm excited to see where Christina the channel goes and this this show goes <laughs> in the future the podcasting behind the scenes. Yeah. Maybe in the future we'll come up with some of the, the more embarrassing or juicier, juicier stuff. We're just getting started. Just oh, yeah. Rolling, yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of good, good behind the scenes. <laughs> All right. Awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Connect with us on Instagram at the podcast connector. We'd love to hear what you think. And thanks for tuning in. We will chat with you again next episode. Bye. Bye. Thanks again for tuning in to another episode. 
Don't forget, if you want to get booked on amazing podcasts, or if you're a podcast host and you want to get connected with some incredible guests, head over to thepodcastconnector.com to learn more about our service. If you enjoyed the show, be sure to leave a rating and a review on iTunes. It truly means the world to us. And extra points if you take a screenshot and tag us on social media so that we can see that you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in. Have an amazing rest of your day, and we will chat with you again next episode.